Uh, hello, this is Hysterical History. I'm Haley. And I'm Alexis. And this is episode two, and it's going to be my episode. I'm going to be talking about my favorite historical dude. Uh, That's actually, right. I don't have a favorite historical dude. Oh. I don't have a favorite historical dude. Or I didn't. I'm I'm terrible about favorites in this way. Right. Like, I don't have favorite bands or anything. I was originally going to do uh, Frederick the Great. Wonderful uh, flute-playing man. Old... Old Fritz, yeah, who was like the first not really weird guy to rule Prussia back in the day. Right, good old Prussia, which uh, is not Russia, <laughs> which is not Russia, and it's not Germany quite. Uh, so, I was finding some. I was still thinking maybe Fritz, and then okay, imagine if you had never in your life heard of Lafayette, and okay. then you think, hey, wasn't there like some important French guy in the Revolution, and then. Mm-hmm. You look it up, and it turns out he's, like, the most important of the very important people of, like, French guys in the Revolution. Oh, wow. To the point where you can't you can't even walk five minutes in any direction on the East Coast without running into a statue of him. That's crazy. And then you, you, start, you start reading, and it's like a conspiracy. Like, how did you not know about <laughs> this dude? Which <laughs> anyway, is weird so to me because I should like is, that. Augustin von Steuben. Wow. He's the most... German sounding name in the world. <laughs> uh, who is actually very like Frederick the Great, and that he, they were contemporaries, a uh, contemporary Prussian military leader who is probably gay. All right. And I knew even less about von Steuben, so I'm like, I'm going to do him. Perfect. Uh, but he's, to give you a little rundown, he's like part. Germanic splendid sugar daddy and part <laughs> hard ass eighties power anthem training montage. Excellent. And he he um made America possible by saving us from our own weirdness. Good job, bro. Good job, bro. You've done us good and we have not <laughs> done you well apparently at all. No, I've never I've never heard of this guy. So he I I had heard at some point in like my couple decades on the planet, heard that there was some Prussian leader who kind of whipped the Continental Army into shape uh, back when mm-hmm. the Revolutionary War was getting started. Uh, so I, I kind of knew that he existed, uh, but this guy's my jam. At the age of like seventeen, he joined the Prussian Army and served as the the aide de camp, which or the aide de camp, as you say in American. Right. Uh, to to Frederick the Great. So he's like the, the war secretary okay. out on the field. Nice. Uh, and Frederick was, was also pretty. He, he had a couple boyfriends in his day, but right. his dad was a lot more strict about and it. he's very like, feminine. Off his boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, but von Steuben ended up like being accepted into Frederick the Great's uh, like after school training camp for special boys. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, and he got, like, all of the really intense, like, military training and tactics, and he got trained on all that cool stuff at a pretty young age. Was that the proper name uh, for it, for special boys? And- <laughs> for, <laughs> the secret after-school special training camp for special boys? Right. I, I, th- I think so. I mean, it doesn't translate exactly Right. It sounds English, It sounds better the- in German. <laughs> it sounds much more impressive in the, the original uh, Prussian dialect of German. There you go. <laughs> so he was pretty successful as a military guy, uh, 
but he was eventually discharged from the army under suspicion of having relations with young men. Oh, which, suspicions of gayness. Don't ask, don't uh, tell. Yeah, and by suspicion, we mean, like, he probably definitely like, did. We probably caught him in the act, and we're like, oh, we're suspicious <laughs> of you. Yeah, we, we haven't invented cameras, but trust us, we saw things. Right. Too bad, you know, you weren't in uh, Alexander the Great's army. He would have been like, A plus, thumbs up. <laughs> Good job. That's uh, what so you do. as soon as the, yeah, back in the day. So as soon as the gay rumors start flying around, which, uh, just insert, like, facts when I say rumors. Uh, okay. He, he basically just got exiled from the country. Aww. So he left and he started living in France. Yeah, because French uh, are more were... okay with gay people. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> they they have been <laughs> the clergy there. Like, we see you, we right. see you, von Steuben. We know what you're up to. We know you're uh, a gay but boy. Luckily, yeah, we we see you. We see you. Uh, your special boy status. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's what we're calling them, so special, boys. special boys. Special boys. <laughs> uh, Great commanders are special boys. Yeah. And I think he actually goes back and forth a couple times. Like, he goes the first time for military reasons, to kind of to get money mm-hmm. and see if he can find work. And it, it, he fails miserably and ends up going back to Prussia uh, just, like, broke as hell. Didn't he get exiled, And when though? he goes back, they're like, uh, I don't know if it's actually exiled. Okay. But it's like, if you stay here, we're going to arrest you. Okay. Uh, so it's like you you need to get more out like of Dodge. yeah we'd prefer you leave town instead of us arresting you. Uh, and by the way, you would prefer to leave town. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's be- it's a win win for both of us. <laughs> uh, so at this time, uh, America, the colonies are getting uppity with England. This is right. like 1777. Uh, Ooh, so yeah. they're they're past getting uppity. They've like signed the papers and sent off the, right. the mean letters. We to got the, the declaration the of that says, uh-huh. "We're done with you. We're our own thing. We're done. We we want to break up." <laughs> we sent our dear John letter to England. <laughs> uh, yeah. So George Washington sent uh, word to his peeps in France, being. Okay. Uh, you may have heard of him, Benjamin Franklin. Right, uh, a, a little bit. We, uh, we need uh, leaders because we are losing so hard. Right. I mean, there's kind of that uh, that unquestioning gospel in America where George Washington is, like, without fault. Uh-huh. But it's it says something really bad when your best commander is George Washington, like, yeah. of your whole country. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not that great. Yeah. Uh, so well, he sends word to Benjamin Franklin, like, uh, we need, we need people. Uh-huh. Uh, and Benjamin had heard of von Steuben, uh, and heard of his military exploits. Of his status as a special good, boy. His, his special boy status. Right. Which, there's, Killer. there's a thing about von Steuben is that he was legitimately a, a good commander and very organized. Right. But he also had, uh, a tendency to... I embellish, if you will. Mm-hmm. He would yeah, put definitely. like little self-made medals on his uniform and like oh. give himself like extra frills <laughs> on his coat. That's so funny. <laughs> he he always looked a little bit better than he should have. I see. He's dressing uh, the so part. Ben, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he he looks like a special boy. 
Uh, so Franklin's like, oh my, oh my God, why don't Joybin come over and help us fight the British? Uh, and that was exactly what he said. Um, right. That one doesn't need to be translated from the original German. Because he's English. Or, um, well, I guess he is English. Uh, yeah. But hopefully American. not for long. It's, <laughs> it's in question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess originally von Steuben didn't want to go because uh, there was kind of unrest in the Continental Army because a lot of foreign, uh, like, mercenaries had come over, a lot of foreign... Right. Just fighters in general who wanted extremely high pay, and it was bad morale for all of the volunteers in the army. Like, why are you getting all these foreign people and paying them a ton of money to do what we could be doing? And I get nothing, yeah. Yeah, even though we are patently very awful at it. Mm -hmm. Or, like, is that Uh, book they always make you read, The Hessian? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those. (laughs) Exactly. He was German. Right. Yeah, there there was a lot of a lot of Germans yeah. around. They were very good at they were very good at war. Which is weird. We never uh, talk so, about them. We definitely talk about like the French saved our butts entirely, but we never talk about the Germans anymore. Maybe right. because of World War Two. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Maybe anyway. I, I certain yeah. Uh, so, word of von Steuben's activities was definitely swirling around France. I was saying mm-hmm. the clergy was planning on either kicking him out or imprisoning him because they knew. Everyone knew. Of course. Everyone knew. He's a flamboyant uh, so man. Franklin knew. He's a flamboyant man-boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Franklin obviously knows. He's a smart guy. Right. Uh, he's like, so there's this there's uh, this special boy, and he's perfect, <laughs> uh, but he might have a history of immoral character activities moral character Uh, i might like the company of men washington's like that's that's fine which Uh, you know that sounds exactly like someone that benjamin franklin would like though like that sounds like all the friends (laughs) he's making in france he's like "Ah." have you seen my hat (laughs) uh but yeah it's like it's not like it's gonna be obvious right right Hopefully. Uh, spoilers, it's going to be so obvious. <laughs> so he ends up going over to America. And so right. it's uh, Baron von Steuben, which, by the way, like not a real Baron. I th- oh, like, it's I just think a he lie? Got, give, he, was given, he was given the title, maybe, but it's not like a hereditary title. Okay, his so it's, was, it's just to make him sound important. Right. And I think it sounds better, like, because you have the Marquis de Lafayette, and then you have Baron von Steuben. That's true. But, uh, anyway, so he comes over to America with, um, his young secretary, uh, Louis, and his military secretary, Pierre, who is probably his boyfriend, just like an entourage of young, beautiful secretaries, Mm. um, his dog, and a couple other people, and they land in New Hampshire, December 1777, where they are immediately almost arrested uh, because von Steuben outfitted all of them in bright red uniforms. Oh. (laughs) Did he not get the memo? The the British is like, oh, no. No, actually, Germans. (laughs) No, we're we're Prussians, really. Right. Uh, I guess not Germans, really, uh, but kind of. It's a it's a big part of von Steuben's character and his character arc in this uh, history. Uh-huh. Uh, von Steuben doesn't speak English, like at right. all. Right. Well, that'll make it clear that uh, he's not working with the English pretty quick. 
<laughs> it's like, uh, uh, no, I'm not. It's like, what's he saying? He's just pretending to not uh. be English. No, it's, it's very clearly not mm-hmm. English. Right. Uh, so he gets whisked away to the Continental Army at Valley Forge, and he's working uh, for free. He's a volunteer. Oh. That's the only way that he would be accepted. Uh, cause he, you know, the whole morale thing, they don't want to actually get people in and pay them money to right, be officers. Right, right. Uh, but Franklin also overstated his qualifications. Mm-hmm. There's a, a bit of a translation error where I think he was like, like maybe a captain, a little bit less than a captain. Okay. And it made it sound like, like he was like a lieutenant general or something. Gotcha. So he sounded much more important than he actually was. Uh, so he came over with all of his aides and his small greyhound, which is one of the most important things you can know about him. So he went everywhere with his, his dog. Oh, that's so cute. What's his dog's name? Uh, Azor or Azor. Mm. Does that mean something in German? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> look it up. I was just, I was too enchanted by him just having like this, this tiny dog that he carries around with him, That's like all over cute. Belly Forge and his like fancy robe and his like jingle bell sleigh, just like rolling up like, what's up? Going to kick you into action. I see. But there was, uh, one of the letters from his secretaries said that his dog, uh, was a, Beautiful Italian greyhound, uh, but had an ear for music. So on the on the boat ride over, uh, if anyone sung badly around him, he would start barking at them until they stopped. So oh. there was uh, <laughs> the the captain. That's so funny. The captain of the of the vessel uh, would sing a song like every day as a musical exercise. Right. And it was apparently in horrible taste. And the dog finally made him stop because he wouldn't stop barking. That's so funny. What? This dog is like, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. You're a terrible singer. So, Bunch Doyman, the special boy, special man, arrives at Valley <laughs> Forge, and the Continental Army is doing so, so badly. Mm-hmm. Like, they barely survived the winter. They're sick. There's a smallpox outbreak oh, in the no. camp. They're all dying slowly of exposure. And they're starving. Don't have. They're starving. They don't have real clothes. Some of them, much less actual uniforms. Right. And then this experienced Prussian military man shows up. Like, well, here's your problem. None of them have shoes. Ah, smart man. Also, also they're using their bayonets as shovels. <laughs> uh, Very I ineffective. Think I, see the, I think I see why you're losing the war. You're all like idiots. Right. What's happening? Uh, so he starts training everyone right away. The fact that he can't speak English, uh, is, it it would seem like it was a bit, um, of a hindrance, but it's not because Belly Forge is crawling with people that you might also recognize like Alexander Hamilton and John Lawrence and Nathaniel Green, Mm -hmm. uh, who are so, so intelligent and translate everything for him. What great babes. (laughs) So I know uh, but like what he would do is he would have these, uh, these fits of like kind of comical aggression at the soldiers. Like he would, you know, be yelling at them in German right. and then in French to, to do things. And then all of the language together and just swearing nonstop, <laughs> uh, until he had, he'd run out of words to say. <laughs> and then okay. he would call up his aides like, uh, Help come me here with the and words. Swear at them in English. Yeah, come swear at <laughs> these people in English. They, they're not doing what I am telling them. Come here and yell at them in the right language. Mm. 
Uh, but the soldiers loved him. This good-natured smile, and they would just do it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so while he's at Valley Forge, he meets his reputed future lover, Captain Benjamin Walker. And upon meeting Walker for the first time, he apparently said, If I had seen an angel from heaven, I should not have more rejoiced. Wow. It's so... It's it's not subtle. No. Uh, <laughs> and, like, within a few weeks, Walker was von Steuben's uh, aide-de-camp. And Boyfriend. And then, like, a year, like a year later, uh, William North met the Baron, and William was going to go on to be, like, the fifth senator of New York or something. Okay. Uh, also boyfriends. Nice. Also, also aide de camp eventually. Okay. I mean, aide de camp at this um, point just means boyfriend. It does. That's what so I've whenever learned. you, it's sort of like when you hear rumors, insert facts, and when I say aide de camp, insert boyfriend. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> and you know, it's like the the thing of history where it's like, well, we can't prove it, uh, but given bunch of history. Uh, I love the way Wikipedia phrases this. It would have been out of character for him if it were not true. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, so the way everything kind of worked is von Steuben would write out a portion of the training manual and all of the maneuvers he wanted everyone to do in French. And then he would okay. give it to his aide Pierre to translate into English. Uh, right. And then Pierre would pass the translation on to Lawrence or Hamilton and they would put it into like proper military form and like grammatically make sure it's good like make sure it makes sense and it's actually military language instead of just translated Mm -hmm. french uh so then they would make out like 14 different copies for all the different uh brigade inspectors and then each morning von steuben would memorize it in english even though he didn't know what half the words meant or what any of the grammar was Right, uh, and just then phonetically. And do it again the next day. Oh, nice. And this is how they got everything done. It seems uh, like a lot this... of work, but apparently it was worth it. Yeah, apparently it was worth it, because afterwards they started not losing, and then they started winning. Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm a little just bummed a... that he's not in Hamilton the musical. Like, just even a little bit. Right? Since Lafayette is. Actually, they were pretty good buds. Right. Too. I think just because in general, he's not as famous as makes as sense. Lafayette. I mean, if if uh, if the Prussians had sent over like a small part of a navy to help win the end of the war, maybe they would have been. Maybe. Uh, uh, and also, if like Lafayette wasn't a pretty confirmed homosexual, it probably wouldn't. It, uh, it would help. That's true. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Lynn would be pretty chill about that, but I don't blame him. Right. Uh, so. All of these drill manuals that von Steuben is writing eventually come together into print. Okay. Uh, and this completed drill manual is known as the United States Military Blue Book. And it's in circulation until, like, 1812. Oh, wow. Uh, and some of it's still in use today, but it goes through, like, 70 editions. Nice. This guy literally wrote the book. He just, like, gets in there, organizes, organizes, and organizes, wins wars. Wins? That's what we needed. That's what we needed. Uh, (laughs) But I have a whole section of notes here about uh, him and Hamilton. 
Uh-huh. So everyone's going to want to know about that. Of course. Uh, but he, w- he was older than Hamilton by uh, 27 years. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and Hamilton and Lawrence thought he was the coolest because he was well-educated and well-spoken. Uh, but he also knew all the juicy war stories. So it was Ooh. very exciting to talk to him. He's got gossip. Uh, and, you know, and he's got all the juicy war gossip. Yeah. Uh, which is very interesting when you're, like, the secretary of every other great man in Valley Forge. Oh, yeah. And you actually get to go out and do stuff. Right. Poor, Nap- or poor uh, I almost said poor Napoleon. Poor Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> get your head out of France, Alexis. I'm sorry, America. Nope. <laughs> uh so we gave him the benefit of his experiences uh, and, like, all the stuff he had learned under Frederick the Great. Ah. But despite all of this, uh, von Steuben was kind of a child. Uh, so I believe like one it. Of, um, one of uh, Alexander Hamilton's biographies uh, says that in spite of all von Steuben's military genius, he was helpless as a child in other things, and to Hamilton he looked for advice and help. Oh, that's so cute. Very, they were like equal friendship true. friends. Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't speak English. Here's all the help. Oh, and you're kind of a dum dum. <laughs> yeah, like, but you're great. Like, was that touch of enlightenment, sophistication, sophistication. Uh, and he was. They were his intellectual and social equals. Um, right. You know, they could joke with him. He was like the, the cool uncle guy. The cool gay remain, uncle. The, the cool. Your cool gay uncle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So while he's organizing the army and making sure um, America in its infancy doesn't die face down in a puddle, uh-huh. uh, probably the most important anecdote you need to know, uh, even more important than his musically inclined dog and all okay. of his boyfriends, okay. and how he yelled at everyone in every language but English. Okay. All uh, great things. There's, there's one story um, that is just incredible. And that is that von Steuben uh, threw what's probably the first underwear party in the United States military at his house in Valley Forge. Where people are just in their underwear? You got it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You made it sound like this is a common thing. (laughs) He started the (laughs) underwear party trend. It is blowing Uh, up. yeah, it's blowing up. Uh, so, one of his uh, one of his aides wrote this uh, just because a lot of people their uniforms were in tatters. It was kind of an in joke that like most people's pants aren't even in one piece to begin with. So, von right. Steuben, uh, his aides invited a number of young officers to dine at his quarters on the of condition course. that none should be admitted that had on a whole pair of breeches. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, the weirdest gay party. <laughs> uh, and so they, they had dinner, the, lots of guests. The guests uh, kind of collected all their rations, and they feasted uh, with hickory nuts for dessert. Delicious. Uh, and this is, this, is the, this is the cherry on top of everything. Uh, I'll read this uh, quoted. Instead of wine, we had some kind of spirits uh, with which we made, quote-unquote, salamanders. That is to say, after filling our glasses, we set the liquor on fire and drank it up, flames and all. What? He made fireballs, dude. <laughs> That's dope they as hell. They had pantsless, flaming shots parties at Valley Forge. You see, this is what I'm, so, like, this is why I want to do our founding frat boys, because frickin' Von Steupen is a founding frat boy, even if he's not technically a founding father. 
He helped found, and he was a daddy. I think that he should be included. I include him. I count him. Uh, so if any, for all you listeners, if anyone tells you history is boring, you just tell them. During the American Revolutionary War, Bunch Doyman hosted a potty party with all of the hot uh, twinks in the middle of the winter that you had to be pantsless to get into, and then they served flaming shots. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's so incredible. This is peak Steuben. Right. Right. Uh, it's, he goes from, like, being a poor exile driven out of almost two countries for being a dirty old homo. Uh-huh. To having pantsless, handsome officer parties, flaming shots, on the regular. That's amazing while for him. He founds, while he, yeah, while he founds the U.S. military. Just killing it. He's living the dream. He totally is. Living the American dream. With his musically inclined dog... And all his aide de camp boyfriends. Yeah, with all his boyfriends, his musically inclined dog, and all of his fancy uniforms. The Continental Army starts not losing, and he does so well at Valley Forge that Washington recommends uh, that Von Steuben be named Inspector General of the Army instead of just being an unpaid intern. Oh, nice. And, and uh, He gets says, paid yeah. for his job. He gets paid for it. Uh, so in that role, he... Uh, spreads his methods throughout the forces by circulating the Blue Book, okay. uh, which are the regulations of order and discipline of the troops right, in the United right. States. So they have a, like a, a troop of a hundred uh, really well-trained people, and those go out and train another hundred people, and it just spreads. Nice. So Washington and Franklin's trust in him was aptly rewarded. Right. He whipped everyone into shape, uh, took on... The, like the main superpower at the time, which I it's it's a it's a risk to say that in front of you because you're going to argue for France. No, at the time, definitely England. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I think at this point uh, Napoleon is alive, but he's like he seven is a, or something. Yeah, he's a very young child, and France is having a bad time. France is having a real bad time, and yep. it's only going to get worse. Yep. Uh, so, like by. 1781, war's coming to an end. He replaced the Marquise de Lafayette as commander in Virginia. Okay. He continues to serve as Washington's inspector general, uh, actively improving administrations in the army through, like, 83. Nice. Uh, and he, like, continues formulating plans for post-war American military after they win. Wow. This guy's getting it done. He is. We needed him. We needed him. Mm-hmm. What a cool guy. Super cool. So, after, yeah, after the war, um, Washington gives him a house at Valley Forge, which he sort of made his home with his aide-de-camps, uh, yeah. uh, William North and Benjamin Walker. Both of them? What a Both pimp. Both of them. <laughs> what a, his stable of boyfriends. What? Uh, they all sort of live there. Also, I just want to uh, point so out like, that this happens at all times in history. Like, I feel like people yes. think that, like... People, first of all, being gay, and also people in, like, weird multi-person relationships or, like, open relationships is, like, new, and that's, like, just people being cool Mm -hmm. now. Like, it's not. It just wasn't socially acceptable, so we didn't talk about it. But it's always been happening. Like, like it's always been there. Right. And, like, it's the pressures of society are such that North and Walker eventually have to go out into the world and get wives and such. Of course. But it is extremely notable that von Steuben was never married. Right, because he couldn't get married to someone he loved. He, 
Right. He, uh, exactly. So they lived there and like a couple of people, it wasn't just the three of them. Uh, but it was kind of sure. a revolving, of a revolving set of people, ex-soldiers, uh, fashionable young men mm. coming, living off his hospitality and then leaving. I think North was the one that stayed the most, although he was, uh, gone a lot of the time on the road doing business, becoming senator, all that cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's pretty important. Yeah, pretty important. Uh, life wasn't all rosy. He, uh, Bunch Doyman had a lot of financial problems. Mm. Uh, he liked to live extravagantly. Oh, of course. And <laughs> he's a flamboyant special <laughs> boy. <laughs> he's a flamboyant special boy. And he has, he's a sugar daddy. He needs all that dough. Right, for all the uh, boys. But it didn't, it, it, it didn't help that Congress, like, didn't want to give him his pension, though. Oh, uh, those so dicks. Bunch, I know. Bunch Doyman, uh, like he never married, and he never denied any of the allegations against his uh, his orientation, right. which are both um, very notable, like for like the seventeen hundreds. Oh yeah, that's late seventeen. There's extreme pressure for you. Everybody's staring at you and talking about you and thinking you're bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the closest he came to like it being part of the discussion was he had to ask Washington to. Uh, basically speak for him and his morals in a letter to Congress that would make them reimburse his pension. Uh, okay. It's, it's basically just because of that. <laughs> uh, wow. But, but, like, Congress wasn't coming through with the financial stuff, which is part um, part Von Steuben's personality. He could be apparently um, aloof and kind of cold and not di- diplomatic. Uh, I mean, be. that makes sense to me. Yeah, which doesn't help and you know he lived extravagantly right <laughs> and it notes especially on his uniforms which were often emblazoned with medals of his own design so they're like do you even need it we need this for the government to function right you're using it poorly you're like a weird foreigner who's gay uh, you're just gonna use it on all your like boyfriends your underwear parties we're done with that we're done with it uh, but so his former aide-de-camps, all his friends, Walker, North, uh, Alexander Hamilton, even, yeah. did everything, they did everything they could to, like, get Congress to grant him his, his money. Right. Uh, to little avail, but they were trying. Okay. Uh, but, like, the people in Congress would say it was because of rank. What? Uh, so it was it was known that uh, Von Steuben wasn't actually the rank that he said he was or that it was said that he was who cares he uh, because... made it so we won <laughs> right so but he went from poor foreign captain guy to like a really um affluent well quote-unquote affluent lieutenant general inspector general uh so they would they would say that it's not about the charges of sexual misconduct uh but they'd be uh, lying guy arthur yeah, they're definitely lying. Uh, there was a guy, Arthur Lee, who had been to the Prussian court and absolutely knew. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems unbelievable that the Baron's personal history wasn't a factor. Right. Of course not. <sighs> Sigh. Uh, but Hamilton, our boy Hamilton, hey, uh, helped him out. Right. Uh, so, von Steuben owed... Um, I didn't look this up, like, in dollars or what the current amount would be. Okay. But he owed a balance of, like, 506 pounds. Ooh, uh, that's a lot, though. In now money, yeah, I'm sure. Like, it's it's a lot, though. You know it's a lot. Yeah, uh, inflation's going to be crazy. Uh-huh. 
Uh, but Hamilton sold like the one and a half shares he owned in the Bank of New York, withdrew all his dividends, and he used the money to pay von Steuben's debt. Oh, that's so nice. I know, and everyone's like, "What? No, don't do that! You're you were losing money by not waiting until the worth of the stock rose." And he he did it anyway. What a brilliant baby! What a cool guy! Yeah, so they they're main buds. Oh, so I did buds. look up an inflation c- calculator. The earliest it goes is eighteen hundred, so it's significantly <laughs> probably wrong, maybe. Um, but it says five hundred six dollars, so it's dollars also. Um, would have been $7,242. Oh, no. That's a lot of money. That's that's quite a bit of debt. Yeah. In, uh, in whatever he was using it for. <laughs> his boys and his parties. <laughs> his flaming shots parties. Yeah, and his fake uniforms. <laughs> what a man. So I'm right. going to name a couple other people that like, you may or may not know. Okay. Uh, so after after the war, von Steuben stayed in America, obviously, uh, and he actually ended up legally adopting uh, Walker and North. That's weird. Like, like actually adopting them. I mean, I don't think he did it like until like later on in his will, right? But he also quote unquote adopted uh, John Mulligan. Oh, yep, that's right, that's right, Hercules Mulligan's son. Nice. And Charles Adams. John Adams' son. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to learn some like, stuff about some founding people's sons. They have dads, so it's weird that you're adopting them. <laughs> uh, yeah, at least that one is quote-unquote adopted because it wasn't, they weren't legal holders right. of Lange estate. Right. Uh, so Charles, uh, John Adams, and Abigail Adams' son Okay. Uh, was the like the rebel of the family Quincy Adams brother mm-hmm. yep uh so we can take that to mean he probably didn't stick to the puritan values and ways right conventional uh unconventional which dude. we can also yeah we can also say he was a gay alcoholic and he definitely <laughs> did not stick to the puritan ways oh oh uh, charles like it says <laughs> charles you can abigail you can <laughs> Sit down, Charles. <laughs> Abigail said he was not at peace with himself. Oh, well, maybe she just wasn't uh, at peace with who he was. Yeah. I mean, his alcoholism was definitely, like, his biggest problem. Right, but at the time, they don't even know alcoholism is a thing. Right. It's like, you're not functioning yeah. well. So, first, Charles started living with this guy, John Mulligan. Okay. Uh, son of Hercules Mulligan. Right. Uh and then John M starts getting suspicious, like, what shenanigans are these two boys getting up mm-hmm. to? These special boys. Uh, these very special friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> there are references to Charles' alleged consorting with men whom his parents regarded as unsavory, which seems like oh. a weird phrasing. Yeah, that is a like, bit Like, I'm pretty weird. sure any men would be unsavory. <laughs> Don't know. I mean, maybe they just like, really with, didn't like that guy. Like, that guy in particular was not not good. Right. Uh, but one of these men was our boy Von Steuben. Hey! Um, and so they they started living with him. Hey, yep. <laughs> hey, yep. <laughs> and then more shenanigans. Of course. I don't know. They played board games for a couple years. Naked. 
naked board games. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, Mulligan wrote to Baron von Steuben. Uh, be like, uh, hey, von Steuben, my BF's dad's being super mean about stuff. Right. Also, his dad's the second president. It's really awkward. <laughs> um, but you take in young gays. It's like what you do. We come hang over. And von Steuben's like, yeah. Come on over. We'll do shots. It's like revolutionary might date with the president's son. <laughs> like that movie. Yeah. Oh, awkward. Except for you can't be gay and he's real mad about it. He's real mad about yeah. it. And and just like the other guys, like Charles eventually marries, like, because everyone, basically everyone has to. You can't just like. Yeah. Be, be an upper class dude who's not married. Unless you're Benjamin Franklin. And, Unless you're Benjamin Franklin. And then you're just Everyone, <laughs> a literal pimp. Everybody's into it. He's like, you see my hat? I'm still wearing you, it. I'm on the $100 bill, and I wasn't even president. Suckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, sadly, Charles died of liver disease because he was an alcoholic. Right. That makes sense. alcoholic. That's where it goes, straight to um, the liver. When he was, like, 30, he was really Ooh. young, I think. I mean, even then, that's young. Uh, so, back on my, my favorite dude, Von Steuben. Right. Uh... So he he, he kind of had a falling out with uh, the rest of his his guys, uh, being North and Walker. Okay, and it was mostly arguments over money because money was just always a problem. Right, it always is. Because it was just always a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but John Mulligan was there um, up until von Steuben's death. Okay, which was like 1780s, 1790s. John Mulligan ended up being, like, his secretary. Once again, he was his secretary. Yeah. Uh, for several years um, until von Steuben's death. And Mulligan inherited von Steuben's library. Oh, nice. Um, all his maps and, like, $2,500 cash. Ooh, that's good. A a pretty big amount. Right. For the time. Right. Uh, especially because the Baron was, like, destitute. That's a, Yeah. Well, especially if $500 was $7,000. That's a lot. Right, that's that's kind of a sizable bit of his fortune. Tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, but, like, there are a lot of copies of von Steuben's will up. Because this is where he names uh, Benjamin Walker and William North as his, his quote-unquote children. Right. And he makes them the sole owners of his estate and the executors of his will. So he probably just adopted like, them so that he could put them in there. Because you couldn't be, like, to exactly. my boyfriends. Right. right, I'm like you are, you are a very sneaky man. Uh-huh. Like I can't, I can't marry him. But hey, they're my kids, so now they inherit all my stuff anyway. Smart, right? Smart. Uh, but oh my gosh, I found uh, John Mulligan's letter uh-huh. from when it sounds like von Steuben had a heart attack. Oh no! Uh, it said he had a palsy and like his left side really hurt. Oh no! And it's, it, it sounds like he kind of carried on for a few days. Right. Um, but did eventually die. That's most death heart attack, uh, man. I know. But Mulligan's letter is to Benjamin Walker, and he's just, like, his whole world's falling apart. Aww, he's... He says, like, the stroke was too violent, and yesterday, my good God, my parent died. That's so sad. Like, I wish I wish you were here, and, like, I just wish, like, we had some, we could be together at this time, and he sends for someone to get north. And he asked Walker to get there as fast as as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, y'all love him. Poor babies. So nice. Right. And I'm, so, and I'm sure he would be happy that he had people who were upset that he was gone out of the world. 
Right, like even, I don't know if they like patched things up with North and Walker uh, right. before he died, but it, it wasn't enough for him to be like, you know what, you're out of the will. It's like, no, right. He definitely um, still loved them, at least somewhat. Right, still loved them. So um, on that really high note, <laughs> uh, I, I'm so glad I started learning about this guy. Apparently it was a bit of like a puzzle, like he's, you know, kind right. of aloof and, and cold and fussy and he like took his dog with him to war. That's wonderful. Uh but but then like he also clearly like loved his men and took his job very seriously. No, yeah, that's great. I'm glad that you did him so that I could learn about him too. Um I also wanna say just in, because maybe we should have started with something like this, um when we're like saying gay, we're definitely not being derogatory. Like both of us are totally cool with homosexuals and that's great for you. Um, right. So when we're like making, like we were saying gay boys, we're just saying that they are gay men who like each other. <laughs> yes, they are, they are homosexuals. In no way we're insulting them. <laughs> right. Uh, except that saying homosexual every time makes it sound like we're weird clinical scientists. Right. And like, and we're not saying gay and boys, like infantilizing them, but like that always happens with girls. So I like to do it with boys too. Yeah. If you can call women girls all the time, we can call you boys. That's right. Uh, affectionately. Affection- yeah, completely. <laughs> I was not insulting uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if you think I have anything but love for Von Steuben, you're, it's, no. You wouldn't have, I, 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 you wouldn't have chosen him if you thought mm-hmm. anything bad of him. Well, I mean, at least right. for your favorite, at least. Right. So I want to tell you, like, when I was researching him, this was part of the, like, where have I been my entire life how did i not learn about this man sooner right uh so there's a i don't know i assume it's steubenville because it's in ohio okay. and they pronounce it toledo instead of toledo right uh, so it's like they're always wrong i don't know it's like the most american way you can pronounce it probably i didn't bother looking it right up. incorrectly but there's a town in ohio named after him and yes. they have a recreated fort Steuben oh. that in my mind is just like a sprawling von Steuben theme park where every day is von Steuben day <laughs> that's awesome which is a real holiday what and I never what day is it, it? <laughs> i don't that's, i forgot to look uh, it up that's my new favorite holiday i'm gonna look it up Right, look it up for me while, while I'm talking. I will. So, von Steuben is one of four European military leaders who assisted the American cause during the Revolution. And he was honored with a statue in Lafayette Square, just north of the White House. So, I assume it's Steuben, Lafayette, and I'm not sure who the other two are. Right. Other two equally unknown by me, important Europeans. Okay. Uh, there's also... I have the day. Oh, go ahead. Uh, von Steuben Day is a holiday traditionally held on a weekend in mid-September because he was born on September 17th. So apparently whatever the weekend is closest to that is the day. <laughs> and they have a parade we... in New York. Oh my God. I need to tell you about the parades. Yeah. Like, I'm like, there There are huge parades. Uh, New York, Chicago, and I think Philadelphia have enormous parades. What? <laughs> like, how, how have I never heard about any of this? But... Uh, have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, of course. The the parade that they crash is a Von Steuben is Day it? Parade. I just assumed it, it was like, <laughs> I, I guess it's not like Macy's Day Parade, but I just assumed, I had no idea. I assumed it was like an Oktoberfest, like weird, yeah. random, generic, like German thing. But that would make sense because, see, that's what he was. <laughs> right. He was a random uh, Germanic thing. <laughs> 
I think uh, Wikipedia goes a little bit far, and it says it's often considered the German-American event of the year. Yeah. No citation. No. I'm like, mm, Oktoberfest? Surely. Yes, of course Oktoberfest. Mm, Oktoberfest? I think so. Uh, there's a bust of Steuben in the Garden of the German Embassy Ooh. in the Washington, D.C., uh, in the statues. Right. Um, we gave one to Germany in the 80s as a sign of renewed friendship. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, there's a football stadium at Hamilton College <laughs> called Steuben Field. That's awesome. Which which von Steuben laid the first cornerstone of the school way back in the day. Oh, wow. Because Alexander Hamilton was sick that day or, like, rap battling or making questionable <laughs> life choices somewhere. Yeah. It wasn't clear. <laughs> uh, and then on graduating, all Hamilton seniors get, uh, like, a, a cane with a tricorn hat on it in reference to von Steuben. That's so cute. He, he, He's just everywhere. Well, I feel like the world's been lying to me. The, the problem is, Haley, uh, probably people don't know this yet, but we're both West Coasters. So yes. <laughs> this is a very <laughs> Eastern that. Coast Central thing because of early revolutionary stuff kind of all is, you know? So yeah. it makes sense that we wouldn't know that. But I uh, did you know, do you know the cartoon Liberty's Kids? No, never heard of it. It's a uh, PBS cartoon i think okay uh but it's sort of like a cartoon about the revolutionary war sure uh von steuben is in it nice he's voiced by arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> which i cannot believe and i need to look up the That's episode so funny oh man uh, there's also a, a drunk history episode which yeah. i need to watch but von steuben is played by david cross Ooh, nice so if you need a mental image of uh baron von steuben just think like tobias funke with a stank of schwarzenegger that's, and you're most of the way there that's just, such like, a weird combination <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh my gosh so so that's von steuben wow uh so one of the weekends of september Listeners, uh, go have a flaming shot if you're of age. Yeah, and you and, drink in underwear. In underwear. Yeah. Take off your pants and drink. Yep. Flaming shots. Just for him. In honor of the founding daddy of the U.S. military. Right. We wouldn't Baron, have a Baron country Baron without him. So pay him. <laughs> we all would have died <laughs> of smallpox, sadly, yep. um, in the winter. We would we'd still be British <laughs> and it would be a bad time. So uh, We'd have way better accents, though. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, oh, so, yeah, listeners wouldn't know, but we're from the West Coast. I'm from Alaska, and you're from Washington? Sure am. Washington um, State. Washington State. Which is on the, yeah, the, the, the West the, Coast, the yes. Washington. Yes. Um, there's so much about uh, my country I don't know, because Alaska just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Just does not, does not care. I mean, it's fairly removed. There's lots I don't know, but I feel like it's just because my history teachers didn't care a whole lot about it. So right, right. There's that. Yeah. Uh, oh, one last thing. Okay. Oh, I'm so sad. I almost missed this. Do it. <laughs> so I forget if in the first episode I talked about Wikipedia articles just not citing things and being a mess. Um, von Steuben so. is in a state of... Okay, well, uh, Von Steuben's Wikipedia articles is in a state of loving disarray it's a mess there's there's no editing i made sure to fact check everything i could right but some of the lines are so glaring uh like there's one it was talking about von steuben day it says uh -huh. 
uh, quote, it's often considered the most German-American event of the year, or the, the premiere. Yeah. There's no citation, nope. no, like, by whom tag They just, even. that person thinks that. Right. And, uh, let me see, it's talking about Philadelphia hosts a smaller Steuben Day parade in the northeast section of the city. Uh, Steubenville, or Steubenville, or however Ohioans say sure, it. Sure, sure. Has, <laughs> has the recreated Fort Steuben named after, and this is a quote from Wikipedia, our beloved Baron. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> that is not the encyclopedia tone. Nope, that's very personable. <laughs> that is very personal, editor. Oh, also, I agree, but... people from Ohio, please send us uh, an email uh, at a, a hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com about how to pronounce the name of that city. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, tell us. Very oh, curious. If you're from like one of those main cities, or even somewhere else. Have you ever been to a von Steuben Day? Right. I've been asking everyone I know in the Midwest, and like no one's heard of it. Yeah. Him. Have you been to the parade? Have you been to the day? Is it the premier German holiday in America? Let us know. Is that is that even remotely true? I feel like it's not, but maybe you think so. So please tell maybe, us. Maybe. Yeah. Um, also, do you do shots at the parade? That's very important. To I me. feel like you'd have to. Right? I don't know. Then again, I had no idea this man even really exists. That's true. Existed. but y- Which is such a shame. But, and now all of you do. Right. Uh, you know and I know now. So thank you. And all of our listeners do. And it's wonderful. All of our listeners. Yep. Uh, I think that's about it. Wrapping up. All right. Episode two. That was great. I appreciated it. Thanks for teaching me, thank Haley. You. And for teaching the people. <laughs> the people. Yeah. Our people. Our peeps. Our people. Yeah. Um... So, uh, if you're still listening, you know, thanks for sticking around. Rate us, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, iTunes. iTunes. (laughs) And that helps a lot for... podcast is sold. Right, right. That helps a lot for exposure. Yeah, on iTunes, we'll also be on Google Play or SoundCloud that you can listen if you're not, you know, an Apple person. Um... We have it's okay. I'm not really an Apple person. Yeah, so you'll be you'll be listening to our own podcast on something else. <laughs> <laughs> on something else. Um, and like I said, we have an email: uh, hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail dot com. Please send us your future suggestions. Send us your opinions about um, von Steuben uh, and Napoleon, also. Um, and look us up on Facebook. We have a fan page. And just you know, thanks for joining us. And thinking history is cool. Yeah. Next uh, next topic is our favorite ladies. Right. And, of course, I will be doing a French woman. Um, you, I'll just leave it up to your imagination right now. Yeah. Who could it be? Who could it possibly be? Who could it possibly be? <laughs> All right. Uh, and I, I don't know who I'm doing yet, but it'll be someone good. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be as fabulous, but it, I hope so. Hopefully you can find a fabulous lady. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, on that note. Thanks for listening. And you'll hear us next time.